We are Science Sophie. This is Coastal News, a home and away podcast. Your weekly episode companion podcast for your favourite Aussie soap. Okay, so this week we're talking about Ray Ma, my personal hero. <laughs> not Ray um, Mega. Not Ray. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it was a shock when I realised how you pronounce that. I do, I will be honest. I can't remember when I learned it. It was a long time ago. But when I first heard him introduced on something, they said Ray Ma. I was like, oh, I've been saying it all wrong. Because I'd only seen it written down up until then. <laughs> but I think I did used to say Ray Mega. Ray Mega. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, Raymar, lovely, lovely Alf Stewart. So this week, both of us have watched the the episode that's gone out in Australia on Channel Seven. This is your life. You know, the we used to have this here, didn't we? I don't think it's on anymore. This is your life, is it? No, it's not in not the UK. Well, uh, it's not been yeah. on for ages. But we did have no. this this program in the UK. And they do, this is your life, and you get presented with this big red book, which was, like, meant to represent all the sort of big chapters of your life. Um, And then there's this um, lovely bit on there where they get all your friends and family in a a TV studio and they talk about you and it's all all very nice. So we watched the Australian version of this programme, This Is Your Life, and this week the subject of the programme was the lovely Ray. So (laughs) it was lovely, wasn't it? So it started off for anybody that hasn't seen it, because like I say, it, it it was broadcast in Australia, but you can actually get a copy of it on YouTube. Somebody has uploaded it. I don't know how long it will be on there for, because these things tend to get taken down, don't they? Um, mm. But some, somebody's ripped it and put it on on YouTube. If anybody wants to go and watch it, it is on there. But it's it's lovely. So we're going to talk you through what happened in, in the TV show. So in the opening scenes of the show, we see lots of gorgeous shots of what we know as Summer Bay, don't we? We see Palm Beach. Yeah. We see the lighthouse and lots of aerial shots, like very similar to what we see in the show normally in the week. And then we also see the presenter who Ray kept calling her Mel. So I'm presuming she's Mel somebody. <laughs> I don't actually know her name. I didn't reckon. It's obviously famous in Australia, but I didn't know her from Adam. I don't know whether you did. No, no. No, didn't know her. But Ray kept calling her Mel, so I'm going to call her Mel. So we see her. She's on a speedboat. She's jetting over to um, Summer Bay. She's talking about who's going to get this accolade. This this is your life accolade. We see her rock up in the diner, and we see Alf filming a scene with Rue, don't we? And she walks in. Oh, I loved this bit. It was awesome, wasn't it? Because you <laughs> you kind of see behind the scenes. That's that was really mm. cool. Because I don't know whether it's a normal day, but it looked like there was a lot of people in that diner watching that scene. <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because they'd all turned up because they knew that Ray was going to get a surprise, yeah. or whether there really is that many people watching a scene being filmed. I don't know, but I love that. Like seeing like you know the film, be- you know the, the sorry the um. The scene being shot and, and seeing yeah. it from from like the the director's point of view, I guess, from behind Where's the, the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's amazing. I love I love stuff like that. So Mel rocks up and she's um, she's turned up with the red book, and Ray just takes one look at it, doesn't he? And he's like, he can't keep his eyes off this book. He knows what it is, and he just goes, "You're kidding me! You're kidding me!" <laughs> And then she's like, are you okay? And he looks completely overwhelmed, doesn't he? Look, looks completely mm. shell-shocked. And he's yeah. just looking at this book and he goes, oh, I hate to think what you've got in there, but I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> Which I thought was really sweet. 
Do you know what as well? I bet because it's Ray, I bet not a lot gets past him yes. on the set. So I bet he was shocked, shocked yeah. that it was something he didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. I bet, I, bet he, <laughs> I bet he's got his fingers in all the pies. He knows everything yeah. that's going on normally. So yeah. to keep that quiet from him, which he obviously had done, because I think it was genuine shock on his face. He wasn't acting. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, it was brilliant. His acting's not that good. No, sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> rude, rude. <laughs> Don't you talk about my hero like that. <laughs> <laughs> so she she basically just sort of says you know Ray's been on the show as Alf or Mr Stewart to you <laughs> for the last 34 <laughs> years and it's about bloody time really that he got you know some recognition for that so that's the setup for the whole the whole show really and then we cut away from the filming scene in the diner and we're now in a tv studio aren't we so it's filmed in front of a live studio audience and we get to see some of them. So the camera kind of like pans over the, the audience, doesn't it? We see some familiar yeah. faces. It looks like there's a lot of former cast members there, but there's a lot of current cast members there. Like we see Lynn, who plays Irene, and we see um, Shane, who plays John, and a few others sitting, sitting in the audience. And then we see, I presume, Ray's family and friends sitting there too. Um, mm-hmm. And then we see Ray walk out into the studio. So there's a live band playing... I had to Google the song they were playing because um, I was interested in the lyrics because I was like, what is this? It's it's Bruno Mars. I didn't know the song. It was called Treasure. Um, and the lyrics that we heard went, Treasure, that is what you are. You're my golden golden star. You make my wish come true if you let me treasure you. And I was, I just I couldn't not hear the lyrics when they were playing out because I was like, this is so cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> it's like, Treasure. I loved it. I thought it was, yeah, it was proper. Oh, I didn't proper even notice the song. So didn't you notice? It's oh, nice that you noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice. He sort of work, walks out and just goes, treasure, that is what you are. I was like, oh, oh my little cute. heartstring went ping. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. And then, yeah, we we see everyone in the live audience are standing up. They're clapping on their feet, giving him a standing, standing ovation as he comes in. And he comes in and sits on this like a chaise long thing, isn't it? In the middle of the studio, opposite the presenter. On the chaise long, on the chaise long. On the chaise long. <laughs> <laughs> All the songs today, listeners. I know, sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. And then Mel, I think her name is, she just looks at him, she goes, are you okay? And he's like, it's pretty overwhelming. And then she's like, oh, bless him. He did look genuinely overwhelmed. There was quite a few sort of, I don't know whether you, sort of saw it but there's quite a few moments where it looked to me like he was trying not to cry did you notice that yeah do you know it was though it was most obvious when Kate Ritchie yeah just spoke and it just yeah. the thought of him seeing her he just immediately welled up didn't he I know um, I could see because every time we didn't we weren't on him and we could see him in the corner they put like a you know a little square in the corner with his reaction in when we were watching video clips or something and I I kept looking at the little square and seeing his face and he did look like he was biting his bottom lip and like trying not to get emotional and I was like oh bless him (laughs) that's what I think I said to you wasn't it this feels very like he's hanging the hat up I know you know it does feel like it's a saying goodbye retiring Mm. and Mm. bowing out thing I don't know I, I suppose it's it's because it, it's because it was retrospective, you know, it was looking at his yeah. life and you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, it did fit. Yeah, you're right. He, he, his emotion was surfaced. 
It was quite often. Yeah. So we start off the show and the presenter starts by saying, okay, you were born in Roma in Queensland, which was when you were born, it was quite a small place, a few thousand people. And now you are internationally famous. You're a household name. You're recognised all over the world. How did we get here? And that's kind of how it it starts, really. We see like um, a video montage of clips of Ray being introduced in in shows a, across the world in the UK in Ireland we see him on Lorraine don't we I think and on mm. this morning like we see clips of him going on oh, we've got Raymar here from Home and Away just to sort of show us that he is interna- internationally um you know a household name he is isn't he in yeah. a lot of places where this show is this show plays out in lots of different countries not just not just the UK even so that's where where we start from and then it kicks off the show because like ours a version of this is your life what they do is they kind of wheel people out that that mean something to you or that played a role in your life and they come out and they do a little like a story about you don't they or or talk Mm. about something that happened so we kicked off with a fairly big name which was kind of a shock but it was somebody that wasn't in the in the studio they were actually via video link and it was chris hemsworth that played kim hyde who we now know as thor obviously yeah. if you don't <laughs> he... know him where have you been yeah, <laughs> under yeah. a rock somewhere <laughs> on the moon um so it kicks off with him it shows us a video he calls ray the godfather of australian television he calls him a flaming legend and his hero <laughs> it's all very sweet and he tells a little story about the first time he's about to meet ray um and he sees him in the corridors at, at um Oh God, where am I? The um, where they film? What's it called? The lo- you know, the location where they film. He sees him in the corridors, and he's about yeah, to go up to Channel him, isn't Seven he? Studios Channel 7. or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. the studios. That was I couldn't think of the word yeah. studio. <laughs> he's about to go up to him and be like, "Oh, Ray, it's me, Chris. Nice to meet you." But he he ducks out, doesn't he? He says he he lost his nerve completely and went and just dived into the costume department and went and hid himself and tried to get his composure back. And he said in the meantime, it was actually Ray that came up to him and introduced himself and said, oh, it's lovely to meet you, Chris. You're going to be great here. Um, and it sounds like a lot of these stories are quite similar, aren't they? The day that they met Ray, everyone's saying how sort of intimidated they were by the idea of meeting him because he is just the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Mr. Stewart, isn't he? And it must be quite intimidating to have to front up to him on your first day as an actor on, on Home and Away. Mm. but all the stories are, are, are they're very similar that he's actually lovely he's very down to earth he he takes time out to go up and talk to people and and he's really positive by the sound of things and supportive and that kind of thing so and then what I thought was interesting with Chris was he ended it by saying like you're a dear friend and I love you which I thought was really sweet and actually Ray looked quite choked up by that as well yeah I yeah he did and it and it shows you that um he's not just someone who hangs about with the oldies you know no, he, yeah. he really makes a difference to the young cast lives when they come onto this show you yeah. know a lot of these actors are fresh out of school but I mean yeah. a lot of the stories were quite similar with all oh, this was my first job and I turned up and you were there yeah. Yeah. at the same time yeah you know you know I know you say like you, you know he, he was really warm and everyone loves him and he seems yeah. to make all these bonds with everybody but I got the sense as well that despite all that he seemed to give off to them a sense of um authority and um yeah. but not in like a, I don't mean that in like a, a, a negative way I mean like they knew 
he was the legend <laughs> TV. Yeah. Yeah. and like you know like and they, they knew that he was the guy to please and and yeah. that he actually you can imagine that you know but yeah. beneath the exterior there's a yeah. little soft 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 yeah. man who is, makes friends with everyone you know what I mean he, he, he obviously gives off this aura of expectation yes. to in the workplace yeah. um but yeah. he gains everybody's sort of undying respect as a result of it you know yeah he's not standoffish is it because like you say it can be very easy to be like well I'm the famous one I run the show you know I'm you yeah. know I'm the I'm the big I am and yeah. treat the youngins with a bit of disdain and like you, you you've not been yeah. born yet that kind of thing yeah and it, it yeah. sounds like he's not like that he gets the respect yeah. be- because of who he is and because of his career but actually he's he's also supportive approachable yeah, everybody the used time, the... he's got a lot of time yeah yeah everybody that they interviewed used the word relaxed i don't know if you noticed i, I nearly counted how many times people said relaxed because they kept oh, saying you? it yeah it was oh he was really relaxed and calm and i was like this is i wonder really, if really that interesting. is interesting yeah do people get a job on there and go there expecting him to be elf who <laughs> isn't very relaxed is he that's true you know yeah yeah. I, it's that that is really like you say interesting because you know your perception of a character on tv and you yeah. think you know that person as a result yeah um and i wonder if that's why he makes such a mark on people because he's different to what they expect that's really I think, interesting i think that might be it because that was one of the words that i kept hearing was relaxed and i was like god they said pretty much everybody's used that that same adjective to describe him and also the amount of people that said he likes having a laugh, like he's 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 always telling jokes and he's always pulling pranks and stuff. Mm. So that was interesting as well. So, yeah. yeah. Did you see the VT from Steve Peacock? And he said he's <laughs> a man who man who takes his. And I thought, oh, God, because because, you know, how famously kicked yeah. off about Braxton's, you know, that, don't you? Yeah. Um, oh, God, what's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And um, he said, "I like, I like you. Is a man who who is very serious about his work, but doesn't yeah. take himself seriously at the same time." And I thought, can't yeah. ask for any better than that, can you? Yeah, that's a really nice thing to say, isn't it? Mm. Really about your colleague. That is a really lovely thing to say, and it's a really mm. lovely thing to be for to work yeah. with someone like that. So yeah, ah, it was just it was a love fest, really. Um, so mm. Chris Chris Hemsworth came first. Then we saw Katie Ritchie. So the presenter, we heard a voice, didn't we? I think he said, oh, I know what she said. She said, you'll always be Mr. Stewart to me. Oh, I think, and I think, I think everybody oh. that would watch the show in 2008 knows who that was. <laughs> yeah. And my bottom lip went right away. Because I, oh. like, oh. I could see his, he, he was cracking. He was trying not to cry. And, and I thought, she's only said a few words. She's not even come out yet. I thought, no, I know. It was literally that, you will always be Mr. Stewart to me. Because that's meant to be like a, a clue as to who's coming out if you don't already recognise their voice or whatever. But this that was a line, wasn't it, from their last scene. So when Sally left in 2008, they had this gorgeous scene, didn't they? Sally and Mr. Stewart on the beach. Yeah. And he says to her, doesn't he? I'm, no, she says to him, I'm going to miss you the most, Mr. Stewart. And he says something like, oh, just call me Alf. Just this once, just call me Alf. And she goes, oh, you'll always be Mr. Stewart to me, Alf. <laughs> and the line oh. was the line was um, repeated by yeah. little pip when she come back do you remember oh yeah 
yes, I do. And the yeah. same, they did the same scene on the beach, but Pippa was with them. Yeah. And um, and um, what, he, he says the same thing, doesn't he? And Pippa says, "Oh, you're Mister Stewart to us," or yeah. something. Yeah. The same line was echoed. You know, it was repeated, and I thought it's yeah. quite cute. I think it's a bit Sally and um, and Alf represent because we. Uh, Again, it's another example of a character you've invested in, and because she was only a child herself, we've yeah. grown with. So I feel like mm. Sally, she's a she's a tad older than me, very yeah. similar age to you. Yeah, I feel like it's like one of your mates, you know, yeah. like yeah. Um, so you don't. She said, didn't she, when she was talking about him? When I watched that scene on the beach, I don't see. I, I do connect with with Sally and Alf, and, mm. but I, and I, but I yeah. don't see Sally and Alf saying bye to each other. I see two friends, and I think yeah. when we watch the show, we also see it. Yeah. And I think because yeah. we've got that investment into them just as much as they have. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's so emotive. Yeah, it is definitely. It's like we're watching our friends. They're watching yeah. themselves be friends on the beach, having a chat rather than the characters. And we're watching friends that we've known for 30 years, aren't we, really? Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. It's weird. And there's one thing Home and Away does, does to me that other soaps and dramas can't, and that mm. is tap into my emotions so yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't. I can't cry at other soaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know what it is, and I, whether it's my investment in it and my personal, mm. you know, the time and and feelings I've put into the show over the years, yeah. my attachment to it, whether it's that that's just raw, but it, you know, it, it, it's characters like those that epitomise the omen away of old that made us feel the way we do about the show. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And for me, I think it was one of the soaps I watched as a kid I don't think I watched like EastEnders or Cor I watched EastEnders and Corrie now but I don't remember watching those when I was growing up mm. but I definitely watched Home and Away so I do feel like this is the show that I grew up with and I, yeah. it, it, Alf does feel like my granddad you know because I've seen yeah. him seen him every day for like the last 30 years <laughs> like who I else know. can you say that about when we say it we laugh don't we but it, it, it sounds daft to a non to an outsider you yeah. can't you can't there's no other way you can sort of say it yeah. is there you know <laughs> yeah. but it I know exactly what you mean yeah there's not many other people in my life that I've seen every day for 30 years <laughs> I know and there's no other tv show that other that's why soap is such an interesting genre and it'd be a shame yeah. if, you know there's lots of talk about soaps declining and stuff it'd be a shame if um you know soap operas went Yes. entirely in the future because there's no other genre of yeah. of the yeah. of television that can that, that can give you that attachment on yeah. that scale yeah it just absolutely. isn't yeah i agree end of an era <laughs> god uh... can you imagine can you imagine us if it was you know like we're talking about neighbors you know we're talking about the like neighbors people being upset early yeah. this year yeah can you imagine if it, you know and at some point you know it will in happen life, it will it, happen but yeah you can understand the upset you know yeah you can yeah it's a huge part of your 
routine isn't it for me mm. it's like I finish work I go and start the dinner I watch home and away that's what I do every weekday it's really weird imagine that not happening I mean even the break that we get over Christmas it throws me entirely <laughs> I know but look it's it, it's it goes beyond the break I mean yeah. we're obs- we're obsessives but like you talk about the routine watching the show every night but then look what what have we done this week done nothing but talk about it <laughs> I've been texting you all week. Sorry, work, but yeah. <laughs> but do you know, yeah. so it goes beyond twenty-two minutes a night. It does, yeah, it does. You know, and and I, and I think that's something that you don't really appreciate as a non-soap viewer. That yeah. These people, why watching this show? This 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 is your life show, and seeing all the oldies come and share their love. Mm. Just the nostalgia just takes you right back there. You know. It does, yeah, definitely, yeah. And then t- talking of nostalgia, the literally the next thing that happened because whilst while Katie is still on the sofa next to um, Ray, the presenter sort of directs our eyes to um, the doors where Ray had come in to the TV set, and it's projecting like a, a film, and it's the the opening credits from the original um mm. run of home and away in january 1988 and i'm i at this point i was like this is a bit weird why are we watching the opening credits like the whole opening credits it was yeah. lovely to see but i thought it was a bit strange like we saw the famous seagull <laughs> you remember the seagull that was in <laughs> yeah. the first ever opening credit yeah. scene i used to love that seagull and then we saw the original fletchers because the whole first series and the first the pilot was about the Fletchers, wasn't it? It was about Tom and Pippa and their brood of children. Uh, Carly, Lynn, Sally, Frank, Stephen was one of them as well. It was all about them. So we saw all of these characters in that opening credit scene. And then because it had been shot across this door, the door kind of rolled back and then the Fletchers arrived, didn't they? So then we see those those characters, as well, those actors, as they are now. So we saw... Carly and Frank. I know, and I was squinting. I was like, "Oh my god, they look so old." I I think <laughs> the original Pippa. She did. She was recognisable. She. I genuinely saw. Yeah. That her yeah. face was still the same. Her hair was different. Yeah. But her face was still the same. Frank. I could tell when I really looked at him, but at first look, I was like, "Who's that man?" And then I realised it was Frank. But Tom and Carly, I wouldn't have known them if I'd walked past them in the street. Yeah, you know, I was thought, oh my God, Carly's had a bad paper round. <laughs> that or I am old. And then um, uh, Tom, I only, I only knew it was Tom because um, his mannerisms. Yes, you know, you recognise the way. Yeah, yeah I recognise yeah, that smile. That was the only way. And Frank, do you know Frank? I say recently, but like, well, it's five years ago now. Mm. Was on that was on that um special show they did for the 30th anniversary he was yeah um, yeah it didn't look like that no he didn't <laughs> he didn't his age doesn't he it was quite I could tell it was him but Tom and Carly I was like wow I if I they'd walked past me in the street I wouldn't have recognized them but yeah that was that was yeah a blast from the past literally and then we had them for a bit, didn't we? <laughs> they were cracking jokes. And um, the Alex that played Frank was telling us about what we've just been talking about, really, about the two sides of, of Ray. So what he said he, he remembered watching Ray 
becoming Mr. Stewart on on set. So he'd do this scene where he was like shouting and angry and like grabbing somebody and throwing them around and and all this sort of stuff. And then the next thing it'd be like end scene and he'd be like back to Ray, just calm and relaxed and telling jokes. And he said he was really impressed by how, you know, how he I think he said it, he was he realized then that he was a real actor, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Because yeah, yeah. before before this, and we, they talk about it in the show, before Ray got the job on Home and Away, he was a film actor. He'd got an established film career. Um, he'd been in, I think it, they said, thirty movies in in twenty yeah. years, and they'd been like quite a pioneer of the Australian cinema movement some of the films he's been in have been regarded as like the top five ever australian films so you know he's he wasn't like he wasn't just this you know guy off the street so i think that's a lot of people have said you know he's a he's a real actor and that's why he's so impressive that you don't normally get that on a soap do you so yeah, it's, it's, usually, it's usually the way around, isn't it? People go from mm. soaps into films. It's quite rare for them to go from films into soaps. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, so I, I can't remember what else happened with the the Fletchers. Can you? I don't remember. Can't remember what else they talked about now. No, they just ushered. They did this with all the guests. They ushered them off really fast. Yeah, they only had like a couple of minutes, uh, didn't they? Which yeah. really was pretty quick. But then we had a video of. I think you said you texted me and said it made you a bit emotion. It was um, mm. Norman Norman Coben that played Donald Fisher, Flathead Fisher. He came mm. on and did did a little video because they said he, he couldn't be there in the studio. And he talks about how he met Ray at the auditions and they shared a dressing room for sixteen years and they had like loads of fun, loads of laughs. Calls him bloody good friend, doesn't he? he says you're a bloody good friend, and I miss you. I just, I thought that was very sweet. That was obviously. I did, yeah. I, I, it was in the past tense though. It was like you were a bloody good friend, and I miss you. I was like, oh, I wonder if they're not in touch anymore. Doesn't sound like they are. Um, yeah, but he's in his like nineties. Is he? Oh, he looks yeah. look the same. <laughs> he looks the same to me. He still looks like yeah. Donald to me. Gosh. Is he? Is yeah. he that old? Yeah. Yeah. So he's not going to be like tweeting and TikToking and, you know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Not going to be easily contactable, is he? And then they rolled out, and the, the, the presenter actually, the words she used for the next guest was, please welcome one of your on screen wives. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, which one is it? And it was Judy Nunn that played Elsa. And um, before she came on, they did the voiceover thing, didn't they? And she said, I've always loved working with you, Ray, and I don't blame you for the death of my character, even if Alf did cause my heart attack. <laughs> and then because she'd said that, when she came and sat down on the couch next to um, Ray, the presenter actually said to her, you know, if I had a pound for every time someone said to me, did Alf really cause your heart attack? And she goes, oh, no, I don't blame him at all. I blame the writers. <laughs> she just will not shut up about this. <laughs> She's still got a grudge. <laughs> She's really not happy, is she? You told me not that long ago that she's famously always, you know, mm. been outspoken about this, about how she got written out of the show and not been very happy about it. And um, she obviously still is holding a grudge about yeah. it. Yeah, she didn't like it at all. But like no. it was 20 odd years ago now. You think you'd yeah. be over it by now. But there we go. But she was she was good because she gave us some stories about how she said that they were really like a married couple. 
Um, and also she gave us some insight. And I'd read this online. I think I think I shared the article with you where she, the alphisms that we talk about, you know, stone the flaming crows, strike me roan, strike me pink, all mm-hmm. those things, flaming galah. They weren't in the original scripts for Home and Away. These are things that Alf brought with him. Um, and she talks about that, doesn't she? How he's, she says he's quite humble about it. And But then he tells yeah. us the story about how when he was a kid, he knew this guy, must have been a friend of the family, that spoke like this. And he said he was, I think he said he was a salesman or something. And he used to come out with these really archaic phrases and he'd put them all in like the same sentence. Yeah. Like, oh, stone the flaming crow, strike me road. And Alf mm-hmm. said, it just made me laugh. I just thought he's so funny. And then <laughs> he's brought these into the character. So I think mm. that was a nice thing to hear. That was quite quite a good yeah. little sto- story. And he's made Alf his own, you know. He, he has, yeah. Because yeah. that's what that's what Judy says. Is basically like Alf has been co-written by Ray. Mm. It's not just the writers writing him. He's had so much of a hand in how, how Alf's turned out as a character. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. So that was nice to hear. Did you? What did you make of the um, the poem from Vinny? Cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got it written down. If you want me to re- repeat it. Go on then. <laughs> so the next the next guest was Ryan Quanson, who has gone on to have a career in America, hasn't he? I don't know what he's been in. True he Blood. Put, that was it. True Blood. I haven't seen that. But he when he was in the show, he played Vinny Patterson. He was Leah's husband father of bj um their, their son but he came on and it was just a clip of him reading this poem wasn't it and i didn't know what to make of it so i have written it down because it was so weird it said you've seen all sorts come through summer bay for me it was Vinny, the v-man father of vj in the scrum you were the prop i was the hooker you taught me that substance was sweeter than sugar and that to fall on your ass isn't a bad thing in acting your flaws and fallacies are king I have nothing but love for you, dear man, forever your student and your number one fan. Forever in awe of all that you are, this is your life, Ray Mar. <laughs> I just died. I just died. And then it went it went back to the studio because this was a video, wasn't it? Went back to the studio mm-hmm. and Ray's just there. And he just went, oh, he always was a character. It <laughs> 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 just made me die. I was thinking, is the is the poem thing like a thing they had going? I don't like... know. There wasn't any depth to it. He didn't really explain it, did he? He just said, oh, yeah, Ryan was always a character. <laughs> and uh, he's a bit of a smart aleck. He's always trying to one-up me with my puns and my jokes and stuff. So that was, uh, that was bizarre. Then we had a few guests that I kind of wanted to gloss over because I think I texted you, didn't I? And I was like, some of the guests that they brought on were genuinely... I think what Ray would have, would have chosen, if you said to Ray, bring on a bunch of people, talk about your time on Home and Away and who meant the most to you and and that, that and you know, your friends and family of the show, that kind of thing. I think he would have chosen some of the people they brought on, but some of them were, I think, a showcase of the most famous people they could think of that had been on yeah. Home and Away. Yeah. yeah. And the next two, I'm not going to talk about too much because they brought on Beck Hewitt, who played Hayley Lawson. And she just gave us a story about how he helped her with her homework. And then they had a video clip of Danny Minogue, who played, who I, who I call Emma Bloody Jackson, <laughs> for a year back in, like, the early 90s. And, and her video was just like, oh, I missed the fun that we had back in the day. And that was it. There was no substance to these stories because no. they don't, they didn't. 
them yeah. two are names that just get wheeled out all the time to the they show. Do. Have you noticed every yeah. year there's a rumour that either one of those two are rejoining? They're just, they're just yeah, they're just coattail all the time, aren't they? they those are. two. They are. So I wasn't that in, interested in them two, but there were a few guests that were rolled out next, which were probably people that I wouldn't have expected. So they talked about before Ray became an actor um his rugby achievements so he he says himself that he wasn't very naturally gifted at, at school he wasn't academically bright but he did have a talent for sport and he enjoyed swimming and cricket and athletics but his biggest thing was was rugby and actually he got very close to being picked for the wallabies which is the australian national team so that's a really big deal and it was for the 1969 south africa trip um but he unfortunately didn't didn't make the team which would have been like a massive Mm. can you imagine if he had we wouldn't have Alf Stewart nope. now nope. it's one <laughs> yeah. of those like ju- just juxtaposition mm. you know what are those things in, in Back to the Future it's like oh the timeline you know the, it yeah. would have skewed the timeline if he'd got this <laughs> if he'd got the, mm. um, the shot at being in the Wallabies he would never have been on Home and Away we would never would have had him playing Mr. Stewart and we wouldn't have this character as we just said he's co-wrote Mr. Stewart so he wouldn't even if the characters had existed it wouldn't be the same character that's just mad to think about that um, but they brought on an ex-Wallabies rugby player called Nick Farr Jones who if you were a rugby fan in the early 90s you'd know he's a household name from from that era and he talked about when he was actually working as a commentator in the 1999 Rugby World Cup which was hosted by Wales and Ray is a big fan of rugby as well as playing it when he was younger. He also loves watching it. And he was in Chepstow in Wales at the time when the Rugby World Cup was going on. And Nick Farr Jones is in the same hotel or same restaurant as him um, and on a night out. And Nick Farr Jones back then was pretty, pretty famous, pretty famous rugby player. And he saw this group of, of girls or ladies come into the restaurant and they all had pens and notebooks and stuff. And he he assumed that they were there to meet him, ask him for his autograph. And he kind of stood up to greet them. And he said they walked straight past him and straight over to Ray. And then within half an hour, the whole place was just full of home and away fans all wanting to meet <laughs> Al Stewart and have their photo taken with him. And I, this was a really interesting story, not just to hear that side of things, but also what Nick said. And one of the things that he said was he was amazed at that point. He hadn't realised how far a reach home and away had yeah. you know how how globally recognized ray was and how much the show boosted the australian co- economy from being sold overseas and i thought that was a really good point that he made about that it's something yeah. that we don't don't think about that often is it we just no, take it for granted no, yeah. so that was that was interesting and then he talked about his career so obviously we heard that the rugby thing didn't take off it didn't get a go on the wallabies team good for us because we got him in in home and away so i think mel said to him like well what what next then so the rugby thing went sour you're not very gifted (laughs) academically how did you get into acting and then we heard that he had some friends that had auditioned for a pantomime in a, a local theater that's just been opened and they'd all got parts um, and then it got closer to the opening night and they said to him, right, you've got a part because somebody hasn't shown up or somebody's off sick or something. But we've got you a part in the pantomime. Come and come along and do it. And he ended up being the back end of a pantomime horse <laughs> by the sounds of things. That's one of the first things he did um, in his acting career. So obviously it's taken off from, that was from there. That. that 
was funny. They showed a picture of the horse. I don't know if it was actually the horse, but <laughs> in my mind it was. And then at this point, they brought on the guy from his childhood, his childhood friend, Alex, Alex Pope, who comes on, who was the one that got him the, the gig as the back end of this horse. And he he's quite interesting. So obviously he's not, as far as I know, he's not famous or anything like that. He's just a, a regular guy that's obviously still in contact with him, still his childhood friend, because they're, they're ribbing each other the whole time that, that he's on the the yeah. the, couch, the yeah. couch next to him so you can tell they're really good friends they go back a long way yeah it was obvious wasn't it it yeah. was so sweet and it, we found out that ray's nickname is megs and apparently there's a comic book character called ginger megs and anybody with red hair got called megs so he won't even call him ray well he calls him megs the whole <laughs> the whole time <laughs> he's on the couch like oh yeah Megs said this and megs done that um and what he said was we basically re- reiterated what what Ray already told us that all his mates were a bit worried about him. He'd not done very well at school. He'd lost his chance to be, you know, have a career in rugby. He was selling life insurance and he'd sold, he sold him. I think he said three life insurance policies <laughs> trying to get, you know, trying to get these sold. And they weren't really sure what was going to, what was going to happen to him. And then obviously his career took off and exceeded any of their expectations. And he just said how sort of, proud they were of him and that he was such a nice bloke and it couldn't have happened to a better person so that was like lovely to hear from somebody that knows yeah. him you know pre being being elf i guess um and then after that again my eyes rolled a bit when they bought a video clip of Ju- julian i don't know how to say his name is it julian mcmahon or julian McMahon? yeah yeah i remember was in it for a hot minute in the 90s married carly fletcher and he's now on well, he was on. I knew him from Charmed, but he's on Nip Tuck and a few other things, isn't he? Yeah. And I, I just I kind of glaze over because again, he's not really <laughs> not who I would have chosen to be on the show, but he's very very famous. Yeah. So it was a bit like he's oh, linked to royalty, isn't he? And also, oh, no, the Australian Prime Minister. He's yeah, the son of the prime yeah. of an old Prime Minister. Yeah. Mm. I wasn't I wasn't that interested in in him, yeah. um, but then. They talked about his Ray's film career. So they said in the 70s and 80s, he appeared, in, he appeared in 30 films in two decades. They then had a clip of Quentin Tarantino, which was really interesting. He was talking about... I know, about, I, I was well shocked at that. I was like, yeah, I was, I was shocked. It was, he was talking about a film called The Chant of Jimmy Blacksmith, which came out in 1978, and Ray had a, a big part in that. And Quentin Tarantino called it a masterpiece and said it was in the top five ever Australian movies made. And we see various other clips. He's been in a film called Breaker Morant in 1980 and some of the ones I hadn't actually heard of any of these, I'll be honest. Um, no. But the one that I do want to watch <laughs> is from <laughs> 1987 and it's called Dark Age. And if I can get a copy of this, I'm going to get one because <laughs> it's it's about a killer crocodile. <laughs> looks at oh, yeah. <laughs> and we saw a clip to me. Ray's character goes... You give me one good reason why crocodiles should be protected. And then this other character goes, they're sacred. And then Ray goes, sacred? It just ate three people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to watch that film. That looks awful. <laughs> That's my kind of film. It's a big plastic croc. It was like a, yeah, it was like a huge plastic, like, you know, the, the shark in Jaws looks, looks yeah, tra- tragic. Yeah. It looked like that, didn't it? I thought, <laughs> yes, I'm going to download that if I can find it. Um, and then eventually we got onto Home and Away. Um, 
But before that, actually, there was a really sad bit where they brought on, do you remember Ray's sister-in-law? Yeah. Pat, and they brought that bit um, on because they explained yeah, about his, uh... his mum. Oh, it was mm. awful. So they gave us this story about how Ray's mum sadly passed away when he was very young. He was eight years old. And she went in for like a routine hysterectomy operation and then unfortunately just passed away, never, never came back again. So he ended up being kind of brought up, I guess, by his, his older brother, Colin, and Colin's wife, Pat, who became like his his new sort of surrogate mum and dad, really. Um, and they brought Pat on because it sounds like, sadly, his brother, Colin, has passed away since um but she was lovely i thought she was really nice like she said he was such a joy he was such a lovely lovely little boy um and he was hard working he was conscientious he's never never asked for anything we just loved him to pieces and like they was it was so lovely to see them together again another real mm-hmm. person that that knows mm-hmm. the real ray and not just ray at work i guess was the nice thing about that but that was really sad hey. I, I didn't know that yeah his backstory his, his childhood mm. was a sad one mm. it's quite sad and then there was some after the sad bit there was some really odd stuff next there was um because she said oh you did some pantos in the uk and then they brought up a video of sue pollard and bobby davro saying <laughs> hello hello to him which was so bizarre i had shock going with this <laughs> that was bizarre out of all the people that he's done panto with they bring up sue pollard and bobby davro <laughs> crikey um and then they talked about him taking home the gold logie in 2010 um she didn't actually say what he won it for that really annoyed me <laughs> she just said oh yeah you won the gold logie she didn't actually say what it was for or like i don't know it was a bit weird but then he gave us a little backstory on that so he said as they announced that he was the winner of the gold logie he was sat next to ada that plays leah and emily that plays marilyn and in the furore and the happiness of of him being you know announced as the winner they sort of grabbed him but they both had wine glasses and they basically just poured their wine over over him and he said he had to accept the award looking like he peed himself yeah i think um gold is most popular person on tv you know like isn't there's a couple of gold ones isn't there i thought there was a couple of isn't there like best personality and best presenter or something or i can't remember well he'll be he'll be actor won't he yeah i i feel like i've watched the because i've watched a lot of these acceptance speeches on youtube of the logies Mm. and um the year he won gold because it was the same year it was like a long time coming you know like he'd been nominated every year coming up to it yeah 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 but they did say that the 2010 when he won the gold logie wasn't the highlight of his year that year because that was also the year that he secretly married his long-term love jilly i know (laughs) very dark and they brought her out they brought jilly his new wife out one new wife i guess 2010 they've been married a long time now but yeah they secretly married and they were talking about how they had a very low-key wedding didn't they they just had no guests they went out for dinner afterwards, you know, and they didn't tell anybody. Um, in I fact, love it. a bit Absolutely later on, it. they brought out Emily that plays um, Marilyn. Do you remember? They brought her out a bit mm-hmm. later on. And um, she says something like, 
we've known each other so long we've been through births deaths and marriages together apart from yours because you had a secret one or something <laughs> she's, like, she's not letting that go like you didn't invite me to your wedding actually your secret secret wedding um but yeah that was nice like they brought um they did like to say they brought out ada that plays leah they brought out emily that plays marilyn and they brought out um james that plays justin didn't they as well and they just some of the current the, guys yeah, yeah. talking about what it's like to work with him weren't they yeah uh, they just said that they all they know each other so well that he knows all their secrets ada said that he he was the first person she told when she got pregnant and they yeah they just have this really close relationship and again it was all the same stuff we'd heard throughout the whole show how he's really supportive and he's you know just there for you and yeah. Just a lo- sounds like a lovely person and I think James was talking about how he was really nervous when he first started again he was like intimidated by this you know Ray yeah. being this man the myth the legend as we said earlier and his first two days were scenes with Alf yeah <laughs> you know so he, he was like oh my god I've got stuck on a boat he said didn't he? yeah I know like, what scene he's talking about as well because yeah. Alf had that heart stroke or something didn't he a yeah. heart attack yeah and he yeah. was trying to get the um was it the engine yeah. clapped out or something yeah. trying to get yeah. him to shore again yeah so he was like oh my god my first two days are with Alf and it's like a really intense scene and like oh my god I'm so nervous but he said and I thought this was really sweet that his agent or something had sent him this screenshot at the end of the week so that end of james's first week on the show he got the screenshot from his agent and it was um a screenshot of a text message from ray saying whoever hired this bloke did good mm, and i thought that, that was really sweet stamped approved yeah approved <laughs> by ray what, what more could you ask for <laughs> what more could you ask for but yeah it was it was lovely i can't there was loads of other stuff that happened i can't remember who else came out who else got wheeled out now well they but... just the only thing after that because i think you've covered everybody there the only other people i can think is some of the younger newer castle um mac emily oh, Weir yeah. yeah came out with with tane and they were just talking same stories really just sharing stories about what a kind yeah giving sort of teddy oh. bear is I remember the story that Ethan told. It was the handshake story. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? <laughs> Ethan said, Ray taught me the value of the handshakes. He said, when I first met Ray on set, I was like really nervous. Like, it doesn't look like a hugger. I think I'll shake his hand. Shook his hand um, and got, got past that first day nerves. And he said on the next day, he went to shake his hand again. And Ray went, no. Like, yeah. no, no, I'm not shaking your hand again. And he says something like, you young fellas, you just you devalue the the meaning of the handshake you shake hands too often we'll do one handshake (laughs) at the start of term and we'll do one handshake at the end of term and that that was it really that was all that was so cute but they actually did shake hands on the couch then didn't they yeah (laughs) that's what i mean about him probably setting some sort of expectation at work (laughs) no wonder they they love him but they're slightly terrified um I like it as well because he said um, when he walked down the corridor, he heard Ray going, are you one of them new Kiwi boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then oh, the, all, the All Blacks are good, aren't they? <laughs> oh, bless him. It's yeah. a gorgeous, gorgeous trip of nostalgia, of um, nice kind words. And, and lamb cutlets. Of, uh, I forgot the lamb, lamb cutlets. <laughs> guests on the show was a plate of lamb cutlets <laughs> <laughs> that was so random oh, by the retired resident cook 
from the yeah. studios. Bless us. I know. The audience were going mad for her, weren't they? When she came out. I know. That's the way to everyone's hearts, through their stomach. Yeah, through yeah. the lamb cutlets. We know what Alf likes now. Mr Stewart likes mm. his lamb cutlets. So, and a yeah. third artery, yeah. <laughs> Go and check it out if you haven't heard it. Thanks so much. I loved that trip back through yeah. This Is Your Life. It's such a shame that wasn't on UK TV. Will you share? We'll, we'll share the link, won't we? Um, yeah, yeah. And we'll put it in this episode description so that you can just click right to it and yeah. then come back and hear Sophie's take on it all. Because that was that was really enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We will be back with more episode discussion from Summer Bay soon. Until then, join the discussion online at Coastal News Pod.